Last week, we, we dealt with verse 10, where God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, the windows of heaven, and pour out for you blessing until it overflows. Verse 10 is what we're going to deal with. Pay attention. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 12, and all the nations will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I want to talk about today the blessings of giving. Can you stand to be blessed? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, can you stand to be blessed? The blessings of giving. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your people. Forgive me of my sins. Clear my mind and heart, Lord, and allow me now to preach with clarity and conviction. Touch your people's minds and hearts now and allow them, Lord, to receive a word from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. The blessings of giving. Amen. The BBC or the Billion Billionaires Boys Club was an investment and social club organized by Joe Hunt in Southern California in 1983. The organiz organization was ran as a Ponzi scheme and money contributed by investors was spent on supporting lavish lifestyles for the young members of the club. When funds ran out in 1984, Hunt and the other club members turned to murder, um, scheming, other new clients to raise money to pay off the clients they were already scheming. These men built their lives on a lie. How far did they think they would get? Amen. And how long did they think it was going to last? You see, you and I can build our lives on a Ponzi scheme. The believer must understand that there's no getting around giving. You can't get around it. It is part of the believer's resume. It is part of the believer's life. And if we're not careful, saints, we can continue to build our lives on a lie. 
In verse 10, God told the people that I will open windows in heaven. And under each window, I will pour you out a blessing. Are you following me? But along with opening the windows and pouring out a blessing, God says underneath these windows, there's something that happens. And it's called overflow. <laughs> now the word overflow is a very interesting word in the Hebrew. Very interesting word because it, it is almost like an impossibility. But overflow has to do with it never running out. It cannot run out. As much as you give, you've heard this statement before, you can't beat God giving no matter how hard you try. And I don't know about you today, but I want to live in the overflow. Anybody want to live in the overflow? Anybody want to have so much that you cannot run out? It's impossible to run out. Well, Wall Street is not your answer. <laughs> Let me help you. Pick six is not your answer. Scratch off is not your answer. You have a better chance of taking that money every week and putting it in the offering basket and you will have an overflow. Are you following me? I already laid the foundation for you that the people of God had become very lax in their worship. They had become delinquent in their tithing. I don't know how many delinquents we have here today, but you can't fall behind with God. But then they could not understand why they were going to church and doing all the right things, so they thought. And they were not seeing any results. Have you ever been there? You feel like you're doing the right thing? That's where the problem comes in. You feel like you're doing the right thing. But the question is, are you doing the right thing according to God's word? It is easy to misinterpret God's word. For instance, there are people who believe that they can take their tithe and help the poor. There are some people that believe that they don't have to tithe money. They could tithe their time and never give money. 
tell your neighbor that's misinformation. That information does not come from the Bible. That is a misinformation, but it's also a misinterpretation of what God means. Now, I want to say this to you. Giving does not become natural to some of us. <laughs> you say, why? Well, it all depends on what you're giving to. Amen. Because I believe that everyone has the gift of giving. It's just a matter of what they're giving to. Amen. Because we give our money to some things. And I ain't going to go there. That really doesn't benefit us. Are you with me? But God was interested in their giving. And I want to say to somebody here today that I want to see you blessed. How many want to remain blessed? How many want to be a blessing? And so there is a principle found in God's word. And that is the blessings of giving. So let me show it to you. When you live in obedience and, and honesty and consistency with your tithing. And I may say that tithing, again, is not serving. Tithing is not giving food. Tithing is not helping someone out. That's called benevolence. You ever heard about that word? Yeah, that's called benevolence. Tithing is giving a tenth of your earnings to the kingdom for the upkeep and the movement of the kingdom. When the lawn man came on Friday, I couldn't take apples and oranges and bananas to him and say, well, sir, thank you for your service. Come on, help me somebody. I had to give him money. I don't understand why some people don't think that it takes money. But it does. But I'm talking to those today who want to be blessed. I, I want to see all the people who want to be blessed. I, I want to be blessed so much so that not only do I have to give to God's kingdom, but I have to help the people around me. Are you with me? I, I've come to a place in my journey now where it's not always about me. It's not just about me taking care of my own needs. It's about me understanding that everything that I have doesn't belong to me. And listen, listen, when you've come to a place of maturity and you come to a place of faith and you see that everything you have does not belong to you and you can be a blessing to somebody else, then those windows will open up for you. But see, may I say this? Getting the blessing is one thing. But keeping it is something else.
And so what God did, he said, listen, if you come back to me, if you return to me first, right? He already told him, quit robbing me. Quit coming to my presence, raising your hands, but you really got a gun in your hand. Every time we come into the presence of God with an empty hand, we're robbing him. Lord have mercy. When you go to the doctor, before you go in, now, some of you got a relationship with your doctor. They trust you. <laughs> but some doctors are like, no, mm -mm, pay that copay right here before you go in. Because they know what some of us may do and call it a blessing. Oh, that was a blessing they didn't ask this time. And then you go back the next time and you realize that they took that fee and put it on your bill and then you want to get mad because well that's your fault see that's the kind of stuff we do that's your fault that you didn't charge me oh come on somebody and then you say oh i was blessed do i have y'all don't get quiet on me now don't get quiet don't you get quiet on me amen and so god said don't 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 no will a man rob god no nope. he said test me try me try this Look what he says next. He says, okay, if you tried me, you bring the whole tithe, then I will open up, I'm going to bless you. Verse 11 says, then I will rebuke the devourer. Now, let me give you a definition, biblical definition of a devourer. Now, listen, listen this is what God said. God says, I'm going to, Am I going to kill the devourer? Huh? What did he say? He said, I'm going to rebuke. To rebuke means to restrain, not to get rid of. Oh. <laughs> Why does God not remove the devourer, but just simply rebukes the devourer because he knows how inconsistent we can be. He knows that, first of all, a devourer in a general term, general term, is something that eats. It's often found in the idioms of destruction. It sometimes refers to fire. Sometimes it refers to a human army. In addition to this, it's a pest that would devour the crops. Yahweh, God, would bring a distant nation, an army, and swoop down on Israel to discipline them because of their disobedience. Well, let's fast forward the story. Let's rewind the tape. Fast forward the story to 2022. Here's what your devourer looks like. You ready? Bills that you can't pay. IRS. Speeding tickets. Fines. Fees. Broken appliances. Broken cars. Credit cards. Payday loans. 
title loans, setbacks, sickness, pain, grief, and addiction. Devour. Imagine that. Imagine that every believer in this church and those watching online, that we are all on the same playing field. And God says, listen, if you have not recognized the devourer, he's real. The idea is that God says, I'm rebuking him. I'm not replacing him because I know you. I know you're going to do good after this message, but I know a week later. I know when the next check comes and the next bill comes, you're going to make the wrong decision. But some of you are going to make the right decision. Because you understand the blessings of what? Of giving. And so here's the first blessing. You ready? Ready for the first blessing? What is it? What's the first blessing? Huh? God will do what? He will rebuke the devourer for you. Lord, restrain this devourer. Restrain this. Listen, listen, listen. Everybody else is taxes is going up, but I'm not affected. I'm just saying he's rebuking the devourer. I'm just saying that it just so happened that uh, my, 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 my house insurance went up by $2,000, but but see, I made a phone call and then I made another phone call and come to find out the insurance man told me there's no way in God's green earth that you can go back and get it recertified. It had to be done when it was built. But lo and behold, God rebuked the devourer and the lady found the paperwork. The paperwork was filed and now I'm paying less than $2,500 for my house insurance this year, which would have been $4,600. I'm trying to help somebody to let you know it ain't about cash, it's about favor, but it's about the devourer being held back on my behalf by Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help you to change your mindset about giving. God wants to rebuke the devourer, but you're making it hard for him because guess what? Those windows are already prepped. They got your name on it. They're ready to open, but he says the devourer comes. I was watching this show on addiction, showing the lives of these people, the heron thing. And the guy, it brought back so many, so many memories, <laughs> street days. Guy said, man, I got these coins. He said, this is the first time I had at least seven quarters on, in my pocket that I could hold on to for a week. And I remember those days where I couldn't even keep a quarter in my pocket. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody with something. I remember the days when I couldn't keep a dollar in my pocket, but thank God that I believe the principle of giving. Thank God that I realized, I realized this. Tell your neighbor, this devourer is real. I ain't bragging, y'all. I wish I could tell y'all some more stuff, but listen, listen, I can walk around with money in my pocket now and it don't phase me. Are you with me? The devourer, Medina, the devourer. He'll come and he'll strip you down. 
And he will have you living from paycheck to paycheck. But when you grab the principle of giving. That devourer, but I, you know what I thank God for? Every now and then, he let him loose on me to remind me, did you give with the right attitude? See, you could give it with the wrong attitude. Or you can give it, but not the whole of it. See, a lot of us are getting half blessings. For real, like some of us, we're living on half blessings because we don't honestly give God a true tithe. Can I get an amen? Don't y'all get quiet on me. I'm going to start saying that. Don't get quiet on me. Listen, 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 listen. He says, I will rebuke the what? So that it, see the it, it's something that's real. IRS is real. Car breaking is real. <laughs> Come on, help me somebody. Okay, listen, listen. Broke is real. We live in the richest country in the world. We got people, and no, I don't want to hear nothing about the government set them up. They don't do that kind of stuff no more. That's like citizen arrest. You find out they just got life in prison for that. Okay, listen. They come over here from other countries. Okay? They get a social security call. They sacrifice and become billionaires, and here we are, citizens of the same country. What's the problem? But when you serve God, next week I'm going to show you the blessing of serving, but watch this. Watch this though. Watch this though. Watch this though. He says... In his word. So that it will not destroy the what? The fruit of what? So the next thing, the next blessing of giving is this. God will restrain the devourer for you. Listen. The devil wants to destroy what God has for you. Don't help him. I'm going to say it one more time. Stop helping Satan in his attempt to destroy you. The seed that you plant will bear fruit. So if you allow the enemy to convince you that you don't have to tithe, you will destroy your own blessings. Imagine that. Imagine that, but God says, I will restrain him for you. I will restrain you from layoffs. I will restrain you from misfortune. I'm going I'm, I'm to restrain sickness. I'm going to restrain pain. I, listen, all because you obeyed me. We are called to be fruitful. And the devil is after your fruitfulness. Hello, somebody. He's after your fruitfulness. And watch this. It's not the economy. It's our obedience. Let me tell you something. Food prices are going up. Gas prices are going up. I went to Starbucks. I was shocked yesterday. I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> I just got a tall pike. 
$5.24. I said, wait a minute. I need to go back and check that receipt. But what I'm saying is this, y'all. Here's what I'm trying to tell y'all, okay? Everything is going up. And if you're feeling it, go on and finish the statement. If you're feeling it, then what? What that mean? What that mean? What that mean? Then we're not living in what? In obedience. We can live through a recession. We can live through inflation. We can live through all of this as a believer because God knows what you need and he's going to send more. He's going to send more because he knows gas prices. It's amazing. I have to put premium, premium in my truck. Three dollars and ten cents. Depends on if I go to Walmart. But you know what's so amazing about that three dollars and ten cents a gallon? It lasts me a whole week. I'm trying to help somebody. God will slow down the injectors. Come on, say amen. He'll cause your gas to burn slower. Come on, somebody. When the devourer has been restrained, God says, I will take care of you. You don't need no man to take care of you. You, you got to give up something for that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about your dignity. I'm talking about, come on, somebody, your Christianity. Notice he says, I will rebuke the devourer, not destroy him. The money that rightfully belongs to God that we keep for ourselves never stays with us. Here's what happens. The plumber that you just call, he tithes. The mechanic, he ties. God always gets, even though we may not give it, he always gets it back through someone who's in obedience. And watch this. And they are benefiting from your blessings. Wait a minute. I don't want nobody benefiting from mine. So God will rebuke the devourer. God will restrain the devourer. But look what he says. I'm done. I'm about to go. Watch this. It says, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. What does that mean? Here's what it means. You ready? The word, the word picture there. You ready? Y'all going to shout on this one, okay? This is why I love, I love expository preaching. It, it breaks it down. Ready? You know what it means? Write it down. Miscarriage. That's what it means. It means miscarriage. It means that the fruits that you're bearing in your life will not be aborted before they see full term. Visions and dreams and destiny and all the things that you got planned, God says it will not die before it comes out the womb. So let me encourage you. Give, y'all. 
because that's the blessing. So the next thing is God will reward you for your faithfulness. How many have been rewarded? Now, everything you have now, whether you sell it on eBay mm-hmm. or whatever the issues is, that's abundant. God says, I will reward your faithfulness. The devil wants to abort your blessings, but God will restrain him. God knows how to rescue the godly from temptation too. He knows that we're tempted. Listen, I get it. I'm there. I got everything I need this week. Everything I need this week, right? But then I had to tie. <laughs> I mean, to the dollar. I mean, to the, you ever get all you need to the dollar? But then you got that decision to make. I'd rather do what's right and make sure the devourer won't come and eat up. Can I say this to somebody here today? The enemy is eating you up. He's eating up your stuff. He's eating up your resources. And every time you hold back from God, listen, you're putting yourself in a bad position. Verse 12. Verse 12 says, watch what verse 12 says. Now, there's two pieces to verse 12. He says, and all nations. I don't know even know if this even matters to you. But he says, all nations will call you. Listen, let me say this. There's one thing to say that you're blessed. But there's another thing when someone calls you blessed. You know why? Because they recognize God's favor and God's blessings upon your life And what you get to do in that moment of testifying is to say, this is how I did it. I did it through my giving. May I say this to you today? There's no other way to be blessed. There's no other way. Listen, you can pray a long, you can pray 17 hours if you want. Listen, for a long time, I've tried to get around this issue of money. I can't. I can't get around it. I found out that God's greatest, greatest investment plan is found in tithing. Change my heart, God. Let me make this a joy. Let me make this uh, something that I understand that if I don't do, I don't want you to, 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 to have to do it out of fear, but to do it out of love so that God will rebuke. I'm tired of this devour. I'm, I'm tired of this thing just eating away at my peace, eating away at my joy, eating away at the things I'm trying to build. When I make one step forward, I keep falling back. Listen, you can change this today. The last point is this. And I think he has to do this. 
God will remind you of your blessings. When someone calls you blessed. Because, and, and watch this. And can I tell you when they start calling you blessed? When you stop doing what you're supposed to do. Here's the thing. There are people that we say, man, you blessed. And they just take it for granted. But what they're riding on is grace. They're not riding on blessings. And what God is trying to say to us today is that all nations will call you blessed. Whenever you hear those words, it will always remind you of who blessed you. When people see you, they will know that you're rich in blessings, not money. The word indicates enjoyment of life. Genuinely enjoying life. Faithfulness leads to fruitfulness. Don't be fooled. Some people think they're blessed. And you can be fooled to think that they're blessed. But I already told you that the wicked won't prosper. Some people believe they can live without giving to the Lord. And still call themselves blessed. I call them delusional. God wants the glory from your reputation. Listen. God says when people call you blessed, they're really calling you faithful. They're calling you a person of integrity. They're calling you holy. They're calling you peaceful. They're calling you prayerful. They're calling you purposeful. They're calling you generous. They're calling you committed. One day a man was lost in the desert without water. But he saw an old shack. He was dying of thirst. And he knew that he didn't have much time longer, so he painfully made his way to the shack. Inside the shack was a little jar of crystal clear water set on the floor next to a pump. Flooded with relief, he walked over to the jar to quench his overbearing thirst, and as he reached down to pick up the jar, he noticed a sign. The sign said, use this water to prime the pump out back. Use this water to prime the pump out back. You caught that? When you're satisfied, refill it and leave it for the next person who will pass this way. He found himself in a dilemma because he was very thirsty. What if he followed the directions on the sign and there was no water in the well? He had to make a decision to either serve himself now or invest and take the chance that deep down there was so much more waiting for. Giving is a method of pumping, priming the pump of God's blessings in your life. You have a choice. You could take a little of God's, come on somebody, and consume it for yourself, or you can use it to prime something that goes and gives you much more than what you have. You have a choice. 
And listen, and listen, it boils down to whether you believe that there's something underneath the ground. And I want to say to somebody here, Holy Spirit, thank you. This year, you got to make up in your mind. I, I, I dislike saying things, I'm talking about personally, and not following through on doing it. That's, that's, that's the integrity part of me. If, but I made up in my mind. I'm going to give to God no matter what. I'm pumping that. I'm, I'm, I'm priming that pump. I'm priming that pump because underneath. Listen. I'm done. I got done in time too. God wants to bless you. I believe you have to rededicate yourself to right giving. You hear what I said? Because I watch some of my members suffer when they should not be suffering. And it ain't because of the devil. It is because they have not primed the pump. And the devourer just keeps coming month after month, week after week. Listen, and he keeps coming and he will not stop. And you keep praying, you keep praying, you're sanctifying yourself and you're fasting for 50 days and you're doing all this stuff. And all you had to do was go into your pocketbook. Take out what belongs to God and put it in his hands. You got people who have two paychecks in the house. Two. But still they're struggling. Come on, man. Then you have some people who have one paycheck, half a paycheck, and they're living in overflow. Let me say this to you. This is God's word. And that's the blessing of giving. Give God a hand clap.